0: god's word today this is a bible verse we know very well but let us turn to john chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and then let us turn to hebrews chapter 1 verses 10 to 12. He also says in the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same and your years will never end. God is he who was in the beginning. God is he who was in the beginning. God is he who was in the beginning. The sermon's title is in the beginning and the 2024 church theme is he who was in the beginning. The one who was in the beginning is so, so important. And today I thought it would be very important for us to understand this. So God is he who was in the beginning. So he was in the beginning and he is also in the end. He is the beginning and the end. Isaiah chapter forty-one, four. It mentions this, that, and it says, um, "You remain the same, and your years will never end." And also, in the beginning, it says he called forth the generations from the beginning. So he called forth all generations from the beginning. Called forth. So in the beginning the Lord laid the foundations of the earth and he called into existence all things and called forth all generations. So he also decided how long and until when those generations would last. Our faith is to believe in this. Do you believe in he who was in the beginnings? Say amen if you believe. So we say, uh, we answer, um, we say amen very easily. But there are those who come to church 10 years or decades of their lives but do not really have a firm understanding of this. But we are very sure that God is the one in the beginning and he is one who is everlasting and will be forever. Our faith is to believe in the one who was in the beginning and that he is also in the end. And if we have such faith, then we... Ought to live a life making the most of our time. So in the beginning, people in the world don't really use this phrase that often for in the beginning is not very commonly used um, in the sense that we use it. So either because they have no real concept of it or it's burdensome or it's a weighty term, uh, they don't use it as often. So there is a car brand called Genesis. It means in the beginning. But even if there are cars named Genesis, not many use this phrase in the sense that we use it in the beginning. So it's quite difficult to understand because you must know he who was in the beginning to know what In the beginning refers to so the Bible speaks of the one who was in the beginning and lets us know what in the beginning is so in the beginning or from the beginning uh, meaning the starting point the beginning starting point so that beginning in terms of time and space uh, there is this beginning of time and space so then what is time what is time? If you ask anyone this question, then they might answer, who doesn't know what time is? But if you ask them what the definition of time is, it's not something easy to answer. So people talk about time, about time ticking and passing by, but to explain and define it, it's quite difficult. So um, this, it's the sequence of past to present and future is what is on the spectrum of time and people have this vague concept of time. But to really know the definition of it, it's um, quite difficult. So even uh, sciences or the AI, Chat GPT may not know as I asked, but it didn't give a valid answer. So the Bible tells us about time in God's perspective. So to some people, this concept of time can be subjective. So time is different or felt differently for different people. Some may think, oh my gosh, time is just not passing by or or it's going by so slow, but then others may feel as if time is passing by too quickly. So depending on one's experience and circumstances, time feels different. For young people, They want time to pass by very quickly because they want to grow up, graduate from school and have their freedom. So when uh, I was in high school, we had a dress code and it was so strict. So I wanted time to pass by quickly and felt that it was going by so slowly because I just wanted to get out of high school and just have freedom. So another example is uh, there is a story of a mosquito and mayfly so one summer night they had a dance party under the street light uh the the mosquito and mayfly they were like "Wee, wee! it's so fun but the mosquito said oh i'm tired so let's meet up tomorrow but the mayfly is like what's tomorrow what's tomorrow and then he just dies right there he falls dead So the life of a mosquito versus a life of a mayfly, uh, it's different and this concept of time uh, may be felt differently depending on experience, circumstance, different for different things and for different people. So also in science, when we speak of the beginning of the world, when they speak of this. Uh, some propose that, there, that the beginning, uh, there must have been some beginning point and it began with the Big Bang. Um, there was this particle that exploded and that starting point, uh, that Big Bang, they reference this point as the beginning of time or the beginning of all things. And so all sciences and physics and all these things are revolved around that premise. There are still studies and research being done regarding this, which says um, that the universe is con- expanding. It's continuing to expand. But before they knew or came to that conclusion, the Bible tells us that there is an expanse and the universe, um, and with the and that it's expanding with the Hubble telescope and other more advanced equipment that may help with finding some sort of answer to these questions um it reveals that the universe is continuing to expand rapidly but until when will it expand there will be an end is the conclusion that they're coming to so all these astrologists physicists and scientists are coming to the conclusion that the universe is expanding and uh, will one day therefore end. So when we talk about expansion, expansion, then what, what about the opposite? If there is an expansion, then there must have been some starting point or beginning point. And that is why they speak of this particle that may have existed to create the big bang to create all other things thereafter and all science and all these theories are out there based on this but then where did that particle come from therefore that particle is not the beginning if it started from a particle then where did that particle come from and when did it begin they can't answer that and so i tried to ask this question Um, and see what's out there but scientists don't know the answer to this question without actually knowing the answer um, to this question all these theories are being put out there and this is to show that so many people spend their whole lives studying and researching about this but have not come to an answer however, the Bible clearly tells us there was a beginning and in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, Genesis chapter 1 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning, who was there? It was not a particle, but God was there in the beginning. And he created the heavens and the earth. It's written so clearly here, and laying this as a foundation and reading the Bible thereafter, Everything else will make sense. But those who do not believe in the Creator, the Maker, those who do not believe in the beginning, there are so many people like that out there. And people in the field of theology, speaking of the beginning, it's very ironic. So it says in the beginning, God was there. So since when was God there? Since when did God exist? It's very simple. Since eternity, from everlasting to everlasting. So you may think that this concept of eternity is from a starting point to forever. But no, actually there is no beginning or end and that is what eternity is and that is what we ought to believe. Eternity is not from one beginning point and then continues on forever. Meaning that there's a beginning. But in eternity means there is no beginning or end. And it's just eternity. Amen. Deuteronomy thirty-three twenty-seven 27 mentions the eternal God. The eternal God. And it refers to God as the eternal God. So eternity meaning there is no beginning, beginning and no end. No beginning and no end. That is what eternity is god is always there god who is always there that there is only the presentness of god this may be hard to understand but we just have to believe and this is what the bible clearly tells us about who god is that he is eternal so in the beginning of time what did god do he created the heavens and the earth and God said let there be light and there was light God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day So the first day God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness so God called the light day and the darkness he called night um There was evening and there was morning, the first day, and since that point, time began. So evening and morning, evening and morning, evening and morning, just like the pendulum. Evening, morning, evening, morning, time just ticks and continues on to this day. So if there is a beginning, then we are to be concerned because then that means there is an end because we are not god we are creatures we are limited and bound to this concept of time so there is an end so there was the first day then there was a week and the seventh day would mark the end of week and that would be the sabbath so so why did he create the days and then the seventh day to do what to set that day as the day of rest the sabbath So as we read before, God called forth the generations and it was all done according to his will and plan. And that is why he created the concept of the seventh day, the Sabbath, where he would rest and to make up another day a better day. So days, weeks, months, seasons, these are these different terms and periods of time which would mark uh, the generations and these are what we call the days and years the days and years and Jacob um, he introduced himself to Pharaoh as um, he said the years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty so he have referred to his age as the years of his pilgrimage and he said that my years of my pilgrimage are 130. My years have been few and difficult. So, the days of, and years, meaning that the days and years of man, that the life of man is difficult and that is completely normal because it's the pilgrim life, the pilgrim way. So, from Abraham to his descendants and to Israel, there that they were then enslaved in Egypt for 400 years and it was a very difficult time that they spent this ancestor of faith he recognized acknowledged his status as a pilgrim living the difficult pilgrim life and we see that displayed with his descendants as they were enslaved uh, in Egypt for 400 generations Uh, four generations but God did not just let them be but when it was time when it was time to fulfill the promise he made to Abraham he sent the man named Moses and let them out through the great exodus on the Passover night was when they were liberated and exodus chapter 12 describes this day as uh, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. So the first month, the first month of your year. And this concept was what was instilled uh, in um, his descendants. That it will be the first month, the first month of the year. The Passover was... When there was the death of the firstborn animals and sons in Egypt, all over Egypt, but the houses which had the blood of the lamb on their doorpost, the angel of death passed over such houses. Uh, And um, this was the promise they were given that if they had the blood on their doorpost, uh, there was this passing over, this passing over of death on this night so the passover night the uh the Passover day reminds them that death passed over their houses, and this was therefore and they um instilled in such people that on such day uh they experienced uh, this miracle of god and uh so he set the seasons the festivals, so today I am talking about. Uh, What am I talking about? I am talking about time in the beginning. So in regards to time, amen. So the perspective of time for God and the perspective of time for us may be different, but we are to understand, therefore, this perspective of time that God speaks of. So he gave the Israelites the festival such as um, the feast, such as Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, uh, First Fruits. He gave them these uh, feasts to uh, seasons to keep year after year, and they would continue on this cycle. The people of Israel lived focused around the feasts set by God, and their lives revolved around the time that God set so one year passed, two years passed, and on the day it was four hundred and thirty years, they were liberated from Egypt. so those who believed in the promise entered the land, promised to their ancestors. However, those who did not believe fell dead in the desert uh, life of 400 years. Only two from the older generation and the new generation people born in the desert were able to enter the land of Canaan. Once they entered the land, it seemed as if they would flourish, but the reality was that they engaged in battles after battle. So they questioned why this life was so difficult for them, and that is when God gave them a word um, recorded in Psalms chapter 90 verses 1 to 10. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting you are God. You turn men back to dust, saying, Return to dust, O sons of men, For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. You sweep men away in the sleep of death, they are like the new grass of the morning. Though in the morning it springs up new, by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. The length of our days is 70 years. So we finish our years with a moan. The length of our days is 70 years or 80, if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So this is grieving about life, and the confession here is that God is from everlasting. So from everlasting to everlasting you are God throughout all generations, but men are dust. You turn men back to dust, saying, Return to dust, O sons of man. So it it confesses that our lives are meaningless as from dust we began and to dust we return. So for a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, meaning that for us it's a thousand years, but for God it's just a speck. And then it continues that men are like new grass of the morning, though in the morning it springs up new, by evening it is dry and withered. So how meaningless and how pathetic and miserable this life is, is what this confession is about. Then it says, all our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan that we finish our years. Maybe it's um, 60 years or 100 years even, but with a moan in just a moment, with a moan, it disappears. And that is what this life is. And that is why in Ecclesiastes, it says meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? That everything uh, under the sun, every toil uh, is meaningless. That you wake up in the morning and work 10 hours until the evening. Some people with several part-time jobs. Two hours here, three hours there, toil after toil, your whole life, but it quickly passes in a moment's time. You work hard like an ant, but it just, but this life just ends in an instant. And you ask yourself, what have I done all this time? And you realize there's nothing left, and it's just like a fog uh, that disappears. And how meaningless this life is, then, how empty this life is. So generations pass. And generations come. That even people who were famous. And well known at one point. In history. Um, but then generation. After generation comes. They are forgotten. And no longer. And that is how meaningless this life is. And what does. These years. therefore Have to do with my soul. Um, despite this. Uh, realization or, uh, or grieving of how meaningless and empty this life is, however, uh, the people of Israel became corrupted and they did not understand that, that God is from everlasting to everlasting and that as God worked uh, throughout history, for all those years, he revealed to them that he is living and displayed his many signs and uh, miracles and though they lived this difficult life of toiling even until the moment they died many have not even had the chance to regret living their lives the way they did this life just ends in an instant um, and and how meaningless this life is then so despite being given this chance the people of Israel just did not understand so these were such people and how cursed they were but to such people God gave a prophecy in proverbs chapter 8:22 the lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old i was appointed from eternity from the beginning before the world began so is um so it says i was appointed from eternity from the beginning before the world began so the beginning when god created all things Before he created all things, I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. And the one who was there from the beginning, he will come. So in the beginning, um, referring to the starting point. But even before that starting point, God was there. The one who was there before his deeds of old. So the one who was there from the beginning, before the world Began, the one who is from everlasting, uh, from beginning, before the world began, he will come. And who is he? Yeshua, hallelujah. So we are so knowledgeable in that we have this knowledge that even professors and theologians do not have. So tell each other, I res- respect you for having this knowledge. So they say on YouTube, um, on YouTube, there are a lot of professors in Korea uh, who who have studied abroad uh, in America and there are uh, very intelligent and well-spoken respectable people but after hearing what they are saying I just wanted to do this I just wanted to to say, ask me, ask me. It's written in the Bible. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says it right here. Why look elsewhere? It's right here in the Bible. And then uh, they're questioning who, and there's this one professor said, maybe they're demons. So I guess they came to the realization that there are spiritual beings. But after hearing that, I was like, wow, the knowledge of Jesus, the... The knowledge of God, the all-surpassing knowledge, the most excellent knowledge. We must be proud to have such knowledge. Hallelujah. And it clearly says that he will come. Not only that, in chapter 830, um, it says, Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day. Then I was constantly at his side. In other versions, it says, then I was a craftsman at his side. I was filled with delight day after day. So whose side? God's side. He was constantly at the side of the one who was from the beginning. That I was a craftsman at his side. That as the craftsman, He as the creator, he was with the one who was from the beginning. And who is he? He is Yeshua. And when it was time, he came in the last days. Hallelujah. In Micah chapter 5, 2. It says, but you, um, it says out of you will come for me. One who will rule over Israel whose origins are from of old, from ancient times, that the one who was from the beginning, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times, from everlasting. He will come as the ruler on Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. So the one who will rule over Israel, the Messiah will come and his origins are from of old from everlasting the God who was in the beginning the one who was there before creation before time began he is the one in the beginning now he was with the one who was from the beginning and was there when he created all things and in the last days he came as the son he is Jesus Christ amen you must understand and you must believe amen Say amen if you believe. If you believe this, your life changes. The world turns upside down. So it's not something like you take a one-time exam and then you got a hundred on the exam, but you retain none of that knowledge. It's not that. But the Bible has to be instilled in our hearts, become a roadmap that leads us to understanding and guides us. Amen? So finally, Jesus appeared and as we read before in the beginning was the Word so in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the Mm -hmm. Word became flesh Jesus Christ the God who was in the beginning the Word who was in the beginning became flesh and He is the Son of God He came as the Son, Jesus Christ do you believe that? He appeared before the temple so I'm saying something very basic, uh, and as it's the foundation of our faith, we have to make it ours. Then we will truly not live our lives in vain. Amen. So we appear before the temple, and he said, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. The temple that Jesus meant to destroy contained the name of Jehovah. And who is Jehovah? Jehovah. He is the creator in Exodus 3.14. He said, I am who I am. I am Jehovah, the self-existent one. So in other places in the Bible, it says he appeared as an angel. It is not the creator himself who came, but angels came on behalf of him. And the name they delivered was the name Jehovah. So now t- such temple which contained this name Jehovah was to be destroyed for Jehovah was the God of Israel the God of Israel and the God of flesh and I will reference these Bible verses in the summary but he was the God of Israel the God of flesh Jehovah is the God of Israel the God of flesh and if they kept the law of fleshly commandments well then their flesh would live well and have longevity amen So the God of flesh, that if you keep the law of fleshly commandments well, the flesh will live well and live long. And it was in the name of Jehovah that this was promised. Now, when Jesus said this statement, it meant that the era which contained the promise in the name of Jehovah was over. um, And now the one came to give a spiritual command and establish a relationship with the Spirit to give eternal life to the Spirit will be Yeshua Christ, the Son of God. So the Word who became flesh, God who became flesh, the one who was in the beginning became flesh. So I said before that the one who was in the beginning refers to he who has no time. There is no concept of time for him because there is no beginning and there is no end to him. So God himself has no beginning nor end. But when he came in the flesh, it was the word who became flesh. Flesh meaning there is a day of birth and a day of death. Came into this finite time. Came into this limitation of time. The God who was in infinite time came into time he created as the son. Also referred to as the son of man. And as the son of man, there is a day of birth and a day of death. But we are to be clear that there is no change in his essence, for he is God. So when he decided to come, when the word became flesh, he came knowing that there would surely be a day of death. So when the Lord said that he would die, um, one of the disciples, Peter, said, Never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. He told him not to die. But did Jesus praise him? No. What did Jesus say? He said, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. The the concerns of man versus the concerns of God. For God, there is no time, for he is eternal. God is not limited by time. He lives forever, but you think that death is the end, and you still see me as a man. Satan, get behind me, is what he meant. So Jesus coming in the flesh meant that he came to die as the Son of Man. That he said that the Son of Man came to die and that through his death he would save mankind. Matthew twenty twenty eight, 28. Uh, it uh, says this. And then he went on to say something very shocking uh, knowing that uh, this would create hatred and uh, Uh, was like a bomb that he set. Uh, And we can read this in John chapter 8, 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham. Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds so he knew this would be their reaction and that they would grab stones to stone him wanting to kill him so the people of israel were very proud to be descendants of abraham and he was admired by the people but abraham passed and also with david as well they regarded him as a very great king they basically worshiped him and uh, were proud of having him as their ancestor, but he already died as well. But Jesus said, Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. So just imagine how they were after hearing this, that Abraham was long gone, but how can this young man who's thirty somewhat years old say that Abraham saw him? And he's saying, Why are you angry? Uh, why do you hate me your ancestor Abraham was glad after seeing me so this angered the Jews even more and then further uh, Jesus they said you are not yet 50 years old but then Jesus went on to say before Abraham was born I am before Abraham was born I am so I am that I am I am that I am who said that in Exodus chapter 314 I am who I am that God revealed himself to Abraham as the self existent God I am that I am that he that I am that I am that God is the one who is self existent and he is the one who was from the beginning from everlasting but he appeared before Moses was living then and now living now as he appeared before the people of israel but jesus here is saying that abraham saw him and he was glad and then he welcomed him and that i am that before abraham was born i am i am self-existent i am the one from the beginning who has no time that jesus is the one from the beginning do you understand that I am one who was from everlasting, from eternity. So, but they saw Jesus being born from a woman and they could not understand or believe that this man was one who was in the beginning from everlasting to everlasting. And so they thought he was a con man and speaking lies and they wanted to kill him. So they captured Jesus and handed him over to death. When he said, I am, it's capitalized I am for... That is the name of God, that I am referencing it to being God. And Jesus also referenced another term that angered the Jews. And he was the first one who used the word hell throughout both the Old and New Testaments. So hell. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. And throw it away it is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or feet and be thrown into eternal fire and if your eye causes you to stumble gouge it out and throw it away it is better for you to enter eternal life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell so this is the unquenchable fire the fire that does not go out it's an eternal fire but Jesus, he did not say, you're Adam, but from the Bible, we can conclude that God created man from the dust of the ground. In Genesis, during the time of creation, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. So God created man from the dust. The flesh of man is finite. It is limited by time, and no matter how long you may live, there's no man who lived more than a thousand years in the Bible. The longest lived uh, man was 969 years, meaning the the flesh of man is finite, and it will one day die, and not only die, but as time passes, it ages. So my mom was a philosophical person, and she said, why do we have to age in such a miserable way, and I'd rather die before I age even more? But... That's absolutely normal. We must age for the timer began and time is ticking. Why is your hair falling out? Why are wrinkles forming? Because time is passing and the battery is being depleted every moment. And for man to realize this and understand this is why he gave this concept of aging, which is according to the principle of creation. Amen. And. Once one dies, they return to dust and disappear. However, the problem is that there is a soul inside of the flesh that will either go to heaven or hell. That is why Jesus made the distinction between the flesh and spirit. The flesh dies once, and once it dies, it is gone forever. However, the spirit does not disappear but lives forever, and the problem is where it will end up. Hell? Sin, sin, the price of sin, hell bound. Do you believe uh, the words of Jesus is the truth? Amen. So this angered the Jews even more saying that um, I am before Abraham. Then is he saying that he's the creator? And now he is talking about hell. And so you can just imagine how angry they must have been. But. And so Jesus, who has no sin, he never once sinned, was crucified to be put to death. As Jesus died, what did he say? He said, it is finished. And what did he finish? He finished the work that he came to do in the flesh. The work that he came to fulfill in the flesh, he completed it all. Amen. Hallelujah. He died according to the Father's command as he believed that the Father would raise him back up again. So he used his authority to lay down his life and died according to the Father's command. He judged the devil, who deceived man to think that they can be like God. So he condemned the devil, Satan, who committed this sin. And also, third, with his death, he redeemed mankind by paying the price of sin, death, on their behalf and set them free from the price of sin and death set them free the blood that he shed the blood of Jesus now those who have received his blood in their your soul say amen now such souls who receive his blood are forgiven justified and he pours life into such souls to live a new life say amen if you have the blood of Jesus say amen if you have new life though the flesh ages dies and disappears however with this new life we will live eternally amen hallelujah he resurrected and ascended to heaven and sits on the throne as the lamb of god so lamb of god meaning he bears the marks of being slain so on his body he has the marks of being put to death in other words He has the marks that indicate he came into this universe and lived in the flesh and completed the works in the flesh. Now in heaven, he receives all praise and worship from the angels and the elders forever and ever. glory and honor and power forever and ever. Hallelujah. By using his time in the flesh well, he now receives all praise and glory honor and glory forever and soon after he sent the holy spirit on the promised day who does the holy spirit come to he comes to the believers yes but believers of what believers of what believers of who believers of who to those who believe in jesus the holy spirit came so to those who believe in who believe jesus is who that he is the one who was in the beginning not the son of the one who was in the beginning though he came as the son after he completed all his works he went back into the father and he is the one who was in the beginning and exists forever and ever amen amen hallelujah so he who was in the beginning in god who has no beginning who has no end he exists forever and ever And receives all praise and glory and honor and worship forever. So I believe that Jesus was in the beginning. Say amen if you have such faith. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Do you believe that Jesus is he was in the beginning? Say raise your hand if you have that faith that God will see and say you believe, you acknowledge. So he acknowledges you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now to such people who have this faith. The Holy Spirit allows them to understand that there is not much time left in the flesh, that their time is limited, that the timer is set and time is ticking. So even Jesus Christ came with a timer. So inside of you as well, the flesh, there is a timer that the longest you can live is maybe perhaps 120 years, but we will all one day die. In such flesh, there is the soul who is born again in the blood of Jesus. Now we have the everlasting eternal blood of the one who was in the beginning. So with this blood, we can go to heaven, the Father's house, and have eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But while our spirit is still in, while our soul is still in the flesh, we have to now make most of our time to count our days to make the most of our time because the days are evil but the world is trying to deceive us to think that we can live long but we must not be deceived for this life this time in the flesh is finite time is limited and the end is near so we must be ready at all times are you ready? are you? are you prepared for the return of Jesus for the end? you don't know when but are you prepared? you can't answer you may say maybe in 10 more years or maybe one more year. But how much more do you want to live? His schedule is different from our schedule. Our schedule may be one year or two years later, we'll do this and do that. Or uh, we we'll have children, go to school. But we do not know the schedule of God. God, he put into us the soul that is to live eternally. But this flesh... However, is on a timer and we do not know when that timer will end so we must always be prepared so that we do not regret Amen. the fact that Jesus spoke of his return is frightening if he just said uh, just live well and live your life then that would have been a relief but he said he will come back that there's a schedule of his coming back that he will come and when he comes he will come to judge the living and the dead he will come to judge the living and the dead he will come to judge those who lived according to his commands and those who had nothing to do with it he will come to judge the living to the resurrection to life the dead to the resurrection to condemnation so Jesus he made a way for our souls to enter eternal life God who is The one who was in the beginning, as the one who was in the beginning, the one who is eternal, he came into time and lived in time and lived this time successfully, completed his work during the time he was given, and now we ought to do the same. So, heaven belongs to those who use the time of the flesh well, and eternal life is a blessing that is promised to those who use the time in their flesh well. So first, then we have to realize that life is meaningless, is empty. So your child comes back from school and you ask, did your exam go well? And he says, oh, life is meaningless. It's so vain. That would be very funny. So to believe in Jesus, there must be some philosophical thought to come to the conclusion or to feel um, at the very least that this life is meaningless and it's so in vain and such person who has had such a thought can truly receive and welcome the truth and the Bible uh, tells us how meaningless this life is uh, That and it says better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting That to feel that this life is so meaningless and is so in vain. So in the past, I loved, I loved the world. I loved the culture. And, but at the same time, uh, before I was hallelujah, I realized that although I loved the world so much, there were times I felt so empty and there was this big void. Then I thought how meaningless this life is, how empty this life is. So you have to know how to feel this emptiness or this void so that you can truly receive and welcome the news of eternal life where you can live joyfully and happily and gloriously forever and ever with God. Amen. So our years are passing by quickly. Time is fleeting. The fact that our years are passing by so quickly, like an airplane, or what's faster than an airplane, uh, like a missile, Or what's faster than a missile? To truly feel that time is passing by so quickly, then all the more you can be on the watch and prepare for the return of the Lord. So if we are those who know he who was in the beginning, we have to now use our time valuably, wisely. That when we say the Lord's prayer, give us this day, not today, but this day, the day you call this day. The day you call this day. For God, there is no concept of day or time. But for us, the day we call this day, this day will come to an end. But, And we have to consider this day as if it's our last. To live this day as if it were your last. This day, if given this day... And if you consider it your last, how you live this day. uh, That if he grants us this day, that if you live a life considering each day your last, then how precious and how valuable that day will be and how important it will be. If there is no tomorrow, then how important and precious this day is then. So how will you use the time that you have left then Doing meaningful work. Yes, doing meaningful work. Doing the most meaningful work. Work that you will never regret no matter how much you think about it. Doing this meaningful work you ought to live then. That today is the last day of my life and each day I want to live a life without regret for my soul. Live a life without regret. That you have to truly take this day as the last and therefore live for your soul and live for eternity.